Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mocha SMC podcast. I'm Hera. And I'm Aisha. And we are the Mocha SMCs. So whether or not this is your first time tuning in, or you're already part of the Ride or Die Mocha SMC crew, or the folks that we are referring to as our pod, (laughs) we appreciate you. We are two Black single mothers by choice who are working to unpack all the things surrounding this non-traditional path. And in this episode, we are taking on the complicated topic of the complicated, actually, and exciting topic of dating as an SMC. So Aisha, when I first thought about this topic, I assumed that we would be tackling it just to address women, but Mm -hmm. it came to my attention that this topic might also be interesting to men out there. So in this episode, I am going to encourage all of you, our pod and pods to be (laughs) men and women to grab a cup of coffee, perhaps wine, if it's been one of those days and come on this journey with us. So can we first address how eerily similar app dating is to hunting for sperm donor? I mean, if (laughs) we aren't looking for a baby daddy, but like profile searching, uh, with the donor search, at least we knew the goods were tested. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, and and it and it's interesting when you hear um, the the moms talk about what they were looking for in a donor. Uh, quite, a, I'd say probably fifty percent of them would say, you know, I was thinking in terms of guys I would date, which mm-hmm. you know is odd and interesting. Well, and I'm also just like, is that because like app dating now has sort of trained us in a way that like when you look at sperm, you're just like, ooh, let me check out his picture. Like, that's just so weird. Um, I don't know. So I, 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 we're busy, right? Like mm-hmm. being single moms, uh, in particular single moms by choice who are not co-parenting and don't have like, you know, every other Saturday off or Wednesday or potentially every other week. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we meet someone when sometimes we're knee deep in baby vomit? What do you think, Aisha? Um, so this is a good question. And I will tell you when I first became a mom or I was pregnant, I was thinking like, okay, I got this right. I was thinking, you know, when the baby is six months old, you know, I'll start, you know, dating again. And, you know, I'll think about that. And I will tell you that I followed that plan and it did not go the way I thought. Um, You know, I thought it would be, and at the time my sister was living with me. So I thought it would be, okay, I set up a date for the evening. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. dinner, go home, make sure the baby's okay. The reality of that is you get home home, you run into traffic, you get mm-hmm. home and you're just like, I'm a hot mess. Right. And so then of course you, you do the whole freshen up thing. Babies are not on a time schedule. So baby wanted to be fed, then held. And then it's just like hand off to my sister. And I remember then like, you know, putting on face and doing hair and then grabbing clothes. And I was tired by the time yeah. I got in the car to drive to the date. I'm like, I want to go to sleep. You're like, you know? can I just have wine on the couch? <laughs> <laughs> can we just Netflix and chill? But it's not appropriate, you know, for a first date. So anyway, so I had to find, I had to get my head in the headspace on my way to the date in order to be companionable and conversational on the date. I was exhausted. And so... I thought I could could do it and could do it well. And I realized that I had to tweak my expectations um, fairly early on. <laughs> yeah, I think like the the thing that I didn't expect going into it, and I don't know really, well, so, okay, I expected this, but I didn't necessarily expect it to, to how it was going to feel. And so for me, it's like 
dating becomes so expensive when you have kids, right? And you don't have somebody to co-parent with because you have to con- you have to consider babysitters. And even if you have like family members, it's still like political capital you're spending, mm-hmm. right? So it may not be like financial, but like, you know, that somebody who you are relying on to watch your child is going to be there. And, you know, so when you go out on a date, at least for me, the first date is always, it's this crapshoot, right? Like you could mm-hmm. sit down and you could be like, man, you do not look anything like your profile. Nope, or like, like <laughs> in the first five minutes you realize, oh snap, I just spent like money on this, right? Uh-huh. Like, and I want to run after the first five minutes. Or why did I waste my time? It's like, dude, you mm-hmm. lied to me. Yeah. It's just like bait and switch. It feels so much worse when like, you know, you're, you're potentially sitting there like leaking milk out of your boobs, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and dude's talking about like all these crazy things. And you're like, I just want to go home and sleep. Yeah. It's like, you know, I, I, I literally just like left my kid, you know, I got a curfew. Like this is not the best use of my time. And so, Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So my next question is like, who are we really looking for? Right? Like what, what would be your ideal dating situation, Aisha? Like knowing you have kids, knowing that like dating is expensive and any time you take away from your kids is really important. If you could tell the men out there, like what is the ideal type of partner for a woman who is a SMC? So I will say my thoughts on this had evolved from my first child on through my second child. And in the beginning, I actually thought I wanted to date again to, you know, kind of create a a family unit. Um, But then as I progressed into parenting my daughter and trying for the second, I realized that I did not want to do that, right? I realized that I wanted to date for me and not necessarily for looking for a husband or a a father figure or what have you, because I was so heads down with my girls that by the time I wanted to date, I just really wanted to compartmentalize um, the dating. So for me, What I'm looking for now is um, a strong um, person who is self-aware, who is, you know, kind of settled and, you know, just a solid human being with, um, that's a good person. Um, But in terms of that, you know, dating to move in, to get married and so on, I am not on a particular timeline. In in my head, an ideal um, partner for me would be someone who is figuring out on their own or through a little bit of nudging how they can make it easy for me to be with them, carve out time to Mm -hmm. see them, um, but not necessarily share space with me um, a whole lot of the time. So, I mean, if I get a sitter, um, we could, you know, Netflix and chill. If we reach that point, I could go to your place and, you know, we can get a hotel, we can do outdoor outings. Um, But I really Mm -hmm. am protective of my, my family space with my girls. And, (laughs) and so that that's kind of where I've evolved to at this point. So someone who's, who's going to to make it easier, but for someone to make it easy for me, they have to be really self aware to say, okay, am I adding more burden? Um, to her plate with everything that she's juggling outside of the kids? Am I adding more to that work? Or am I making it easier 
for her to date me. Yeah, I think it's interesting because, you know, I think before I had kids, I was definitely in a stage where I was just like, okay, I want to check all the boxes. Like I want to get married and I want to have my 2.5 kids and my picket fence and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think when I got to the point where I realized that, that I was comfortable and excited about this non-traditional path, it, it definitely took some pressure off of relationships, but it also put me in this unique category where I've actually met a lot of men who at least at this age, you know, like I'm 40 now, uh, if they, if they haven't already settled down, they're all like, Oh yeah, I want to get married and this, that, and third. And I don't really know if they're lying about it, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, dude, I don't want to talk about marriage with you right now. Like mm-hmm. I, it's not to say that like, eventually I won't get married, but I think the thing that complicates it for an SMC is the fact that, you know, this isn't, this isn't me at age 20 without, you know, my own finances and my own kids. Like, mm-hmm marriage becomes this thing where it's not just a risk for me, it's a risk for my kids. And it's not just a financial risk, it's an emotional risk, you know, um, and, and all these things. So I'm, I'm certainly not going into dating with the, with the idea that like, oh yeah, I'm looking for a husband. Like I'm looking for a partner. I'm looking for somebody who can take me as I am and not have expectations that, he is going to be number one in my life because frankly, he can't be. And I think this is, uh, it's interesting because before I had kids, I was looking for somebody who did not have kids. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And now I'm looking for somebody who has kids without the baby mama drama Mm -hmm. because I don't have baby daddy drama and I've done that before and I don't want that now. Um, but the reason why I'm looking for a man who has kids and raises his kids, right, right. which is mm-hmm. another distinction, mm-hmm. is that when my child is sick, for example, like I want somebody who understands that you can bring me chicken soup, but then you leave, right, mm-hmm. and understand that this isn't about you mm-hmm. and like my attention needs to be elsewhere. Um, yeah. 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 And I, and I think that that's where the, the self-aware part comes in. And like you, when I was younger, I, I did date men who had children and I also dated men who didn't have children. And, you know, there, there, there is a difference um, in terms of being self-aware, knowing that you're not always going to be the top of mind when they wake up, you know, for those who have kids. And so that's certainly for me, the first thing that I think about every morning is, are my girls safe? Right. And then anything else that comes after that, you know, so you're not necessarily going to be number one or number two, Um, but also, you know, realizing that there there are things that uh, a single mom is navigating along with trying to to date you. you're, you know, you talked about the financial aspects, the the work aspects as well. Like, you know, so when I think in terms of, okay, getting married, you know, do I take their last name? Do they take my last name? You know, what happens to my girl's last names in all of this, right? So, so that would be things that you consider as you're, as you're dating. I actually was mm-hmm. dating a guy who was like, you know, are you going to put me beneficiary on your life insurance policy? And I'm like, Dude, uh, we're, no, we're, bro, we're not married. Um, <laughs> we don't got like that. But also, as you progress in a serious monogamous relationship with um, someone that you're looking to partner with, those things 
do need to be discussed because, you know, as a, as an SMC mom, you know, we are setting up college funds. We are making sure that our beneficiaries are in order and nothing is going to come in later to shake that because I am one line of failure for, for these girls. And so it's my job to make sure that they get off on the right foot in life. And, you know, those are tricky conversations to have, and you really have to have a mature person to sit down and have these conversations with. And let's mm-hmm. not even talk about really and then blending families, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I dated a guy who actually, we, I, I distinctly remember the conversation rolling out and and we had just been, we had been like sort of in the initial talks about marriage. Like, oh, does this make sense? We've been together for this long. And at this time I only had one, one daughter and uh, we're sitting, we're sitting at a, like a fair or something. And, and he was like, well, you're going to take my last name. Right. And I was like, well, no. And he was super shocked. Like he, you know, he couldn't believe that I wasn't going to take his name. And I was like, no. And I was like, first of all, I've established myself professionally under this name. Uh And my daughter has this last name. And then he was like, well, I just assumed I would adopt her. And I was like, wow, that's a really special assumption that you made there. (laughs) And, uh, and I told him, I was like, that's you, you clearly haven't been listening to me. Like, I'm not looking for you to be her dad. Right. Um, and more importantly, I think for me, if anyone ever adopts my children, it will be because they ask for it. Right. Not because I'm imposing that on them because, mm-hmm. and they would really have to come to me with like a good case. You know, I expect mm-hmm. them to lay out the whole thing like they're attorneys. Right. right. And I'm the judge. <laughs> Um, all right. So let's move on to the next question. And this one gets a little bit like, this one gets a little interesting. Uh-huh. So can I date while TTC? Now to give our audience a background, TTC means like you're actually in the middle of pursuing some kind of fertility situation mm-hmm. via, you know, IUI, IVF, uh, I see you're tracking. I will say for me, it's interesting because when this topic comes up in our spaces, I'm always just like, how's that going to go when like you're having a situation with this guy and you're, and you're like trying on the side and then like nine or 10 months later, you like pop this baby out and he's like, is it mine? But more than that, like, I, I think I shared this in our, in our, one of our last episodes, but I, I looked, I looked tore up in the middle of TCC. Like my stomach was black and blue. Mm-hmm. I was hopped up on hormones and I was like, I was not trying to date. No, no. Um, yeah, I, I, I think as an older, um, established SMC, I, my, my, the hairs go up on the back of my neck when I hear the younger, um, um, thinking SMCs ask that question or, or um, the moms who are actively trying just because I am very big on boundaries. And I'm not sure how you you walk that line between trying to conceive and knowing that you want to have um, a baby and you're tracking everything. And then you go and you, you you have this guy that you're dating and you've got feelings for, and then out pops a condom. And it's just like, damn, I, you know, 
all that free. And now you, if you're using um, a sperm bank, you also know the cost of all that free mm-hmm. sperm. And yeah, but so- you know, we talked about this first, like, you know, <laughs> nothing's know. for free, right? I know, I know, and- I know. But in, but in your mind, like, you know, it's just like, you know what, you know, that is like liquid gold, you right, know. But to, we are to- also <laughs> praying for the premium goods. Come on right, now. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's so- interesting though, because it gets prickly because I think, you know, we've had, we've had a lot of folks in our space who are in the middle of trying and the topic comes up like, Hey girl, you can just go to a bar and mm-hmm. like, you know, but it, it's like, you're playing with fire here, right? Right. You're playing with fire and it does get murky because then if you're dating a guy and the guy catches feelings and he's like, wait for me, you know, let, let's see where this goes. Like if we're not already there where you're like, let's put a ring on it and let's, you know, run down this aisle after we, then there is no, in, in, in the trying to conceive fertility space, time is, you know, that Mm -hmm. of essence. And so, no, I'm not going to wait for you. And, and, and sisters, if you're out there, don't wait because people are fickle. And so for me, I will tell you, so I was dating while I was trying to conceive my second. And I think I've shared earlier that it went from one year to two years into three years. So I was dating, I had a friends with benefits and it, it did become, you know, awkward at times because you're not feeling your best. Right. And then if you've had a pretty rocky road, um, trying to conceive, you probably had, um, a couple of miscarriages, which I did while I was dating, um, while I was, um, seeing, um, this guy and, you know, having to talk through that with someone who you just want to look at as a piece of meat, right. Like you Mm -hmm. just have, you know, you're just one purpose, you know, we're just doing this, but then you, you, um, you tend to, to want that support because then you have to explain, well, yeah, we can't get down, you know, for the next couple of weeks or, and why, and things like that. And then also when you're trying to conceive, you're taking all of these medications where they go just different parts of your body. So Hera mentioned, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the injections in um, your belly, but then also there are um, progesterone suppositories that you might be using that are suppositories. They go into disgusting, mind you, into, (laughs) they go into your body and then they drip out, right? They ooze out. (laughs) And so then you have to have that conversation about what is this? And it's just like, it's a medication. Yeah. It's like, oh, like I said, I was also just, I mean, the thing is when you're dating, you want to feel your best. You want to feel sexy. You want to like put on your best clothes. I was bloated. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I was a hot mess. So for me, um, I also really wanted I don't, I don't like messy, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't like, I don't like complicated and messy. I've done messy. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I chose this path because I don't like messy and I don't like drama and I don't want any more drama. And so for me, when I was trying, I was like, let me just keep this completely separate. Um, yeah. 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 I did. The, I did the same. I pretty much, you know, I didn't start with my friends with benefits until I got pretty, you know, far in and I really needed a diversion um, to get back into myself. Um, but I will say um, for anyone who is fairly young and you can expect it to be, you know, not the hardest path, draw that boundary because you, you won't get sucked into the emotions of it. Like 
really focus on because there's a lot of detail that's involved, lots of tracking, lots of appointments, and you're probably going to need that um, energy. So I would just always recommend to kind of keep it separate. And then also on the back end, like, what if you are successful? I, 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 I didn't want anyone to have any idea that they might have a claim on my, my pregnancy, and that would cloud the entire, you know, experience for me. And so I just needed to have some clean lines um, to navigate. So mm-hmm. that would be my approach. All right. So this is another topic that comes up um, that, that that we have to navigate, especially since we don't have a co-parent and, and our kids are always with us, right? Unless we actually either pay for a sitter financially or with political capital with people we know and family. When do you introduce the man or woman, if you date women, to your child? So for me, this is a really complicated one because on one hand, I don't want anybody catching feelings for my kids before we have established our relationship because I'm not, you know, they're not dating my kids, they're dating me. And I also don't want my kids catching feelings for dude before I've established like what the person is. But on the other hand, one thing I find super interesting is that kids tend to be the best judge of character, right? Because they don't see, you know, the nice smile, the dimples, and like all the things that physically you may have fallen for in this person. They see this person, right? Um, and so sometimes it's also, you know, you kind of have to play that balance because I also don't want to be catching feelings for a dude. And then all of a sudden my kids are like, I don't like him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so for me, my my perspective is I always thought that, like I said, I'm I'm good at um I prefer compartmentalization. And I always thought that if I would start dating, I would, you know, not have the 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 man meet my children until X, you know, a hard kind of time frame. And after dating, you know, casually, I find it's it's hard to keep that as a, a hard line because you, they might come to pick you up and, you know, you're just like, hey, give me a second. I've got to situate the kids and they meet the kids or the kids meet them. And I, the, the one person I was seeing, my daughter would be like, well, where did he go? And I'm just like, oh, you know, he left, you know, it's the end of, you know, the date or they dropped me off or what have you. Um, and so... I, my approach is like, you know, I'll feel it out, right? Because I, the the last thing I want to do is have my kids' hearts get broken if mine gets broken or, you know, I break someone's heart and then my kid is like, well, where, where's this, where's the guy, you know, that we would see. So I kind of, you know, it's a, it's a balancing act. So I'm kind of feeling my way through it, but, you know, and that's why, you know, having the separate spaces, like, you know, you'll pick me up or we'll meet someplace, you know, to kind of like, you know, buffer um, the dating um, from my house home life. So yeah. I mean, I think it's really healthy for kids to see <clears throat> their parents in positive, loving relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, like, I just want to make sure that it is that before my kids start seeing it and also be clear with that person. Hey, if this ever becomes a negative situation in any shape or form, like trust that I'm out. <laughs> right. right. Um, and also, you know, being that we, we are um, single moms, we still want to model what healthy relationships look like, right? And healthy um, male-female relationships, right? And so that they understand what 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 
love or, you know, or what respect looks like, you know, um, kind of intuitively. And if they don't have, and that's one of the driving forces for me, um, hoping to date again is because I've got two girls, I want them to understand what it looks like to have someone care for you, what it looks like, right? Not what it feels like, because they, they'll experience that, but what it looks like. So when we say someone who speaks to you respectfully, someone who is kind to you, someone who is kind to them, and the people you love and being able to see that because kids take in so much through osmosis. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, we go back to the thing is like, it's not just us, right? So the risk becomes much bigger. And so I think for the men out there, what's really important is that, you know, don't take it personal when we don't trust you initially and Mm -hmm. we don't let you, you know, see our kids. I think you should see it as like us being good moms and being really cautious. And uh, also don't be pushy, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and this is goes, goes back to like, you know, take, take me where I am, right? Like take me as I am. And, you know, and I also think, I think one of the silver linings for choosing this path is that there are, you know, there's, there's, there's some women who come to our space that are like, oh, you know, is, are men going to be intimidated by me because I'm independent? You know, I own a house, I have my own kid and X, Y, Z. And my response to them is always like, you should, you should see it as the men who will be intimidated will weed themselves out and you will want them to, because before we had these things, we might actually run into a chicken head, right. And like a scrub who'd be like, we wouldn't find out until it was too late that this person like had a very low self-esteem and couldn't handle being with a woman who, you know, had her self-established. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll also say like, you know, they call me snobby or whatnot. I don't want to date a man who doesn't have his stuff together. Right. Right. Like you don't have to, you know, be making a a, a buttload of money, but don't be intimidated by my success and have your own stuff. Like have yourself established. I don't want to date anybody with a lot of debt because I don't have a lot of debt. right? Right. And, you know, even if we end up never getting married, I don't want to have to deal with like you know, I, I want somebody who's my equal, I guess, essentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think that's too much to ask. No, I don't, I don't think so either. And, you know, I, when I was single, no kids and was dating, I had all my stuff together. Still managed to find, um, I'd say probably 75% of the guys that I dated pretty much came with their own stuff um, and were established. I will say this, there is a maturity piece that I mentioned earlier that is really, really important. And it's an emotional maturity. It's a maturity in terms of, you know, um, status and things like that. Um, because I think that there, there are journeys that you go on that help to reinforce that maturity, like, you know, changing careers, starting a business, you know, navigating home ownership and all of that stuff. Um, but also that self-awareness piece, you know, comes with maturity. Like you have to know who you are and where you are, because when I tell you, no, 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 I got this, you know, because I'm trying to do something for my girls, but I need you to do this particular specific thing. I need um, a, 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 a man not to be offended by that, to, to understand that I am mature enough to ask for what I need, um, as well as tell you um, kind of what I need in great detail. And there, there will be times where I'm like, 
yeah, you know, I don't care how you do it. You know, I just need you to do X, Y, Z, like anything that comes up with my car. Like, I don't care how you do it. Just take it, get it fixed, get it cleaned. You know, they threw Mm -hmm. up on the car seat, you know, please handle that and, and be okay doing that. Because I, I will tell you the humbling part of being, um, an SMC for me is that I absolutely realize that there are days where I will cry on your shoulder. And there were, there are days that I will, I will say, Hey, I really need you to handle this for, for me, come through, you know, come through for me on this, you know, and, and make it worth your while. But yeah, I think it comes down to love languages as well. Right. Like I think everybody has their own unique love language. I definitely like acts of service. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like it's, it's nice when somebody wants to do something nice for you. Um, I will also allow you to cook me dinner. I'll cook you dinner too. Right. But like, I I like when people just want to do things for you. Um, And I also, I mean, I think just because we have kids and we are busy doesn't mean that we can't be equal partners in our own way. I think it's just a matter of like, having the person who understands our limitations. Right. So for example, um, you know, if I was in a relationship with somebody who really needed me, like, let's say you're in a car accident and like, you need someone to come pick you up or whatever. Like, yeah, you know, like I will, I will find a way to take care of you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I would, I would expect that in return, but understand that there are times, like, for example, if my kid has the flu and she's vomiting all over me, like, I'm sorry, I can't Netflix and chill tonight. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I I will say that for for any um, man in our listening audience, if you if you want to, you know, date an an SMC, you know, ask about their kids. Right. Because that 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 will you know, that's important to us. So clue into what's important to us. And tell her she's beautiful, even when she 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 she's a oh, mess, yeah. right? Right. And <laughs> and be specific about what it is. Like, you know, even though you've got that oatmeal in your hair, you know, the way your eyes just shine, you know. <laughs> but see, sometimes like sometimes I actually like don't want to talk about my kids on a date. Like uh-huh. sometimes I just like crave the adult conversation, right? Well, like just being out and like I just want to talk about anything else, but well, I don't mean my talk kids. about I don't mean talk <laughs> about your kids ask about my kids, right? Oh, totally. Like when we meet. So, so how are the kids? It's like, you know, my, I have an older sister who's like every guy she dated. It's like, you know how you don't go to someone's house empty handed, you bring a bottle of wine, you bring flowers. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, if you come to my house and you know, I have kids, you know, bring a piece of candy, you know, ask about my kids. You don't have to ask in great detail, just recognize that I have them there here and say, you know, yeah, you know, so, so how are the girls and blah, blah, blah. And then we move on, you know, but Mm-hmm. They, ex- you know, and so, so yeah, so that's, that's my, my take on that. All right. Oh. So real talk, what has been your experience so far? Like give the, give the pod some stories. Like if you could think of like one, just like ridiculous thing that happened when you were dating that just like completely X a guy out of the equation where you're just like, no, no, bro, we can't hang. <laughs> okay. So I, I do have two things. So um, one is the actual, um, question you asked. And then the other are some of the tips and tricks of the trade (laughs) as a single mom looking to date. All right. So I actually dated a guy and this was around the time where my daughter was potty training. And, you know, I was just like, yeah, you know, blah, 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 what have you. Oh, she, you know, she Uh might've wet herself. (laughs) And he's just like, well, then why don't you take her nose and just rub it in the pee? I said, (gasps) 
like, excuse me, she's not a puppy. You know, that's oh, how you, you potty did train he have puppies. Kids? Like, did yes, he do that? yes, yes, he had he had kids. His kid, his oh daughter was grown. But I'm like, that's she's like not a, a CPS puppy. call. <laughs> like, I know. Come on I'm now. like, she's not a puppy. Um. So so yeah, there's that. Wow. <laughs> so that happened. <laughs> I'm like still over here blown. Like what? Holy cow. Wait, but wow. how about you? All right. So I think for me, the, 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 I, I've really just, I've, I've dated. Um, and so like, I would say casually dated, I've only had one serious relationship since my kids have been here. And, <clears throat> um, I will say that like that experience was, it was positive in the sense that it was like a really good learning experience for me. And the relationship was good for that time in my life, right? Like this person got me through some pretty hard times, right? Mm -hmm. That said, I think for me, what really was the deal breaker was, what well, was a couple things? Like when I'm with you, be present, right? Mm -hmm. Like what I hate is when you're like on a date and some guy is like watching football on his phone or like, you know, it's like, come on, we don't have that much time together. Like be present. Right. Um, but the biggest thing for me with this particular individual, um, we had gotten to the point where he had already met my daughter and, and we were going home to uh, his parents' house for Thanksgiving, right? Which was a huge deal. Like I was meeting his kid for the first time mm -hmm. and his parents. Um, and I was in a conversation with his mom and she let it drop that he had given up his parental rights to his daughter. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I could only assume that maybe it was so that he didn't have to pay child support, but that really hit me because I was like, you know, I don't want to be with somebody who would do that. And how's that going to look if we get married and you want to be adopting my kid and you're not even parenting your own. Right. right. So yeah, this was a huge deal for me. And, uh, I just, I couldn't get over it. So after that, I was just like, I'm sorry. I, I just can't, I can't get over it. Um, yeah. I mean, that was probably like the biggest thing. Another thing I really struggle with, I think when like going out is like, a lot of times when you say that you're a single parent, this is another thing I hate about online dating, right? Like you say like, Oh, I have kids. Yes or no. Right. Mm -hmm. And it always comes up like, so tell me about your kids. And like question number two is like, so who's the dad? Right. right. <laughs> and so then like, I always have this awkward situation where like, you know, the first thing is like disclosing that I did this. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you've got the guys who are like, well, why? Like, could you just not find, a, you know, not find. And my story is a little bit more complicated because then, you know, like what on date one, I'm like, well, so what happened was like, I had a tragedy and then I chose this. So like, I, it's hard because it's, I don't necessarily want to disclose on the first date, like, you know, my conception story because right. that's not like someone's business. And like, mm -hmm. it's kind of awkward to get all into the like, oh, so there's a vial of sperm, you know, it's like, come mm -hmm. on, I don't really want to be talking about this, like over right. coffee on our first date. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, when, when, when do you tell when to disclose and, you know, uh, that's another one I go by, you know, gut what feels right at the time. And, you know, and the the reaction or the responses are quite interesting. 
interesting and can reveal um, a bit. Like you'll get some people that just roll with it. Um, and then you just kind of, you know, go forward or what have you. Um, so my approach is like, if it comes up, and mainly because, you know, some of the, the the guys would be like, they've got kids. And so they just assume. So I haven't really 100% had it come up, but it does come up like probably within um, the first, you know, three to four conversations where it's just like, yeah, so, you know, tell me more about your situation. And then when you say you use a donor, um, people are like, oh, you know, is it is it really a donor or is it mm-hmm. a baby daddy that you're just calling the donor, mm-hmm. which, mm-hmm. you know, is a whole other um, ball game. So I have had um, that happen. And, and, you know, and so, but there are some things that I do <laughs> in terms of, okay, I, you know, you want to date, right? So, you know, you haven't put yourself in a, in a box and put yourself on a shelf and it's like, you know, I'm done with this. So I want to date. And so then I am strategic about how I structure, you know, my day-to-day life and navigations. And so I try to be in, you know, bigger places that would allow me exposure to people as I'm navigating, because I, I, I don't think online dating is for me. I think I'm going to have to organically meet someone, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. in my, you know, day-to-day running around. And so I try to See, I'm looking for like my friends to set me up because I'm like, okay, look, like Kamala found Doug that way, right? Like, yeah, friends. Where are my friends coming out with the dogs, right? Pod, I know you got a fairly come through, come through. You got a fairly good um guy because you know at this point, um I, I think what I'm looking for is not 100% looks. You have to be easy on the eyes for me. Um, taller than me, uh, pretty much what I put down for choosing a sperm donor. <laughs> you know, yeah, five, it's so or weird because like I don't, I really did not pick my sperm donor based on somebody that I would date, which is like you know, in hindsight, like you know, I, I didn't just like. I didn't do that, but, but it, like you said, it's eerily similar. Like, you know, I did want to, I wanted to adjust for height. Um, so, so definitely still five, five, 10, but, um, or taller. Uh, but you know, so when I'm navigating the world, I try to look sporty, cute, right? Like easy, easy clothes mm-hmm. that fit well, you know, I've got my favorite lip gloss, you know, I'll put on a bit of, you know, foundation, try to make sure that my hair is kind of, kind of neat or whatever, just looking put together, um, but still a bit chic, right? And yeah, so, so I need to step up my game because <laughs> since the pandemic hit, I swear I've been in spandex and well, like pe- yoga we, pants for the past gonna... like six months. And so I think like just the other day, I put on a pair of jeans for the first time in like almost a year. And I was like, wow, hey. <laughs> Yeah, I think I was telling you about these comfy, warm um, shirts that I found, because what I realized as I was dating after I had my daughter was that I actually had to find clothes that were still fashionable a year and a half later from Mm -hmm. when I got pregnant. And so then, you know, so that Mm -hmm. became a challenge. Um, But I I recently found this this brand of like really easy to wear shirts. And I, you know, I've always looked for jeans that fit nice, Mm -hmm. but I will tell you, I haven't ironed since my daughter was born. And so Mm -hmm. anyway, when I, when I um, wash my jeans, I make sure I shake them out and neatly fold them so that all Mm -hmm. I'm doing is just unfolding them and putting on a nice top that fits well. Um, And so then, you know, and I'll be like, you know, these cute little flats. And so then mm-hmm. you just run and do a dash and pick up the kids and you make sure, you know, I, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a friendly person, um, except when I have resting bitch face, but when I pick up my girls, they, that I light up, you know, so there, yeah. there are guys like, you know, at the... I guess that's the thing. Like, I just, 
I think the thing that's also hard about being an SMC is that any parent, any woman who has kids goes to the point where you have kids and your body changes, right? Mm -hmm. And so like if you're married or you're with a partner who's the baby daddy, there's like, you know, there's some kind of understanding and you're sort of already in that relationship. But Mm -hmm. I think the struggle for me since kids has been like getting my body back to where I'm comfortable because like, you know, we had to be in fighting shape because this isn't their kid. Right. right. Uh-huh. And like, they didn't go through this whole pregnancy with us. So they're just seeing us for the first time. So it's definitely something, you know, I think that's also like when you said like, you know, you know, we just, sometimes it's great just to have a compliment. I think, you know, just that, that is important, right? Like mm-hmm. that, somebody who makes us feel special and makes us feel pretty and, um, you know, makes us feel great, even though we just had these kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us for another episode of the Mocha SMC podcast. If you like what you heard, please share us on social media, tell your grandma, tell your mama, tell your friends, coworkers. Also follow us on Twitter at Mocha SMC and visit our website at www.mochasmc.com and join us next time as we continue to discuss this often hilarious journey of being a Black SMC. Till next time. Bye now.